It's Academy Award winner Cher. I didn't know that you that were. That sounds just like her. I'm uh, right. You're pretty close. <laughs> Look, I, you know. You know, it sounds pretty close to a to one of the lower end impersonators. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're about the same height, so you could pull As Cher? it off. Am yeah. I? I didn't know. No, that. No, you're not. Your Cher's the, quite tall. I oh, think. that's what I thought. I'm the same. I am the same height though as Madonna. Just so you know, isn't sure. that weird? No, that little Madonna's walking around. She's tiny. Like she's. You would think she was like 40 feet tall. She's, she's tiny. You know, badass. Um, we, but. In real talk, with recent Bigfoot-style sightings of Lana Del Rey in the <laughs> Birmingham area, like, uh, would it shock anybody if Cher just rolled up in here, really? Like, shit's weird enough as it is. Like, that might as well happen. My favorite is just her serving food at the Waffle House. What, what is the, happening? What is, what is happening? Is she on, like, some sort of, like, reality show? Is this a commercial campaign for next year's, like, Super Bowl that's going to be like, Y'all. look at Lana Del Rey being a... You know, slumming it with the Alabamians. Listen, I know we have listeners from all over the world, so we just need you to know that Lana Del Rey has been slumming around Alabama. We don't really know why, except that she's got some friends in Florence, which is also referenced in a song. And in other news in Alabama, in this general area, we also had a goat on the loose in the (laughs) The last two days. And the goat was running through uh, Mountain Brook, which is a posh and sophisticated neighborhood here in Birmingham. And everybody was trying to catch the, the goat. And where did it land up getting caught? I don't know. It, you didn't. You don't know. No. It got caught at the JCC. Of course. At the it Jewish did. Come Community on, Center, they wrangled that goat right to the ground and uh, got that goat. I was. I was rooting for the goat. So we've we've had people trying to capture a goat and people trying to capture Lana Del Rey. It's a lot for us to unpack here, y'all. You can't do all of this to Alabama in one weekend. And that's not even touching on the other super big news story about an alleged capturing that might. Not have oh, happened. We're not even going. We're there. not even going to go there. That was weird. That was sex a weird trafficking situation. is real sometimes. Oh boy! Sometimes if that's the moral that we're taking away from this story, <laughs> um, I, I I'm, I'm really is, worried. I think that's the problem. Is sometimes everybody. Sometimes there's not a moral to take right. away from a story. It's just sometimes a, you didn't read the T-shirt. Shit happens. Yep. It's a and um, we just move on. You don't. It's okay. We don't have to make it a thing. We can just move past it. Just do what I do in most situations, which is like when something like that happens, just kind of awkwardly clear your throat, <laughs> stare at your shoes, and then wait for the perfect moment where nobody's paying attention to you so you can leave. Uh, well, speaking of awkwardly clearing our throats, let's talk about movies. I'm let's Rachel Morgan. do it. I'm Corey Kraft. Uh, this is Side Talks. We're going to talk about movies now. We've got a goat and Lana Del Rey in the next room, and we're threatening to bring them out. That's right. What's up, Ding Dongs? Here we go. Shit. Sidewalk home video. Sidewalk Home Video. All right. Even though Brad's done a wonderful intro to this uh, this section of the podcast, this, uh, what do we call it, segment, if yeah. you will, um, I still like to sing a little of, bit. Yeah, well. bring us on. I've got one for you. Okay. And you know how this segment goes. I've picked a random VHS tape off of a video shelf virtually right. because I'm looking at photographs on the World Wide Web. And I've seen a spine for this film that I've never heard of before. Okay. And I just liked it because it's a very 1980 title that you would just punch somebody in the face for today. Oh, boy. Why me? What? Question mark. That's, That's the, the name, name of, of the movie? Film. And so I was like, oh, I got to see what this is about. So this is the deal, right? We Because uh-huh. it's been a minute since we've done this. We're going to kind of run down some stuff that I've been able to determine about the film. In this case, why me? Question mark from 1980. And then we're going to make a decision about whether or not we recommend it to be viewed. Okay. Quick, quick uh, sidebar. Punctuation in titles. What's the deal there? 
question mark. What are mark. we doing? Yeah, this one's important because okay. it's a question mark. It's not an exclamation mark. Um, so here are the – there's a lot to unpack in this synopsis. All are right. you ready? A jewel thief uh. steals a sacred ruby, which <laughs> sets off a chase by the police, the Turkish government, nutty American terrorist, and the CIA. That is not what I thought this movie would be about I from know, the title, right? Why Me? Right. That sounds like Ishtar. Why Me sounds like the title of like a, a nebbishy, like Woody Allen, just like, no, why is everybody always picking on me? Sort of like <laughs> movie. And this is what? This is In a, this case, you're a being- jewel thief being chased. Through the desert? You're being picked on by nutty American terrorists, the CIA, and the Turks. Jesus. I know, Who's in this thing? Oh, I can't remember. Get your phone out. Okay, all right. Um, Because while you're getting your phone out and looking up Why Me from 1980, I want to read y'all some reviews, because oftentimes that's how we base our decision, is on on reviews by just, you know, average people on the street who write reviews on things like IMDb. Well, the first review will catch your eye, because it's this. You ready, Corey? Yes. Woody Allen-like comedy. That delivers big laughs. And then get ready to get on the edge of your seat. Okay. One high. This is the review continued. Continued. One highlight is a stoli, and that is in, uh, you know, quotation marks, uh-huh. who will only enter the witness protection program if he is provided with a sex change operation. I'm feeling uncomfortable about this movie already. That <laughs> is not optimal. I'll no, tell you that much. I, I'm worried about the direction we're headed. Then I get another, and that kind of that's where that review landed. I get another reviewer, entertaining if you don't have anything to do. Oh, boy. Another favorite, and then I've got a negative review. The name of this movie is what you get while watching it. Oh, okay. So I, it took me a second to find this. Yeah. This is from 1990. What? Are you sure? Yes. 1990. Okay. Well, then I was misinformed. Because starring I, Christopher Lambert. Okay, yep. Uh, and, that's right. And Kim Kim Greist, and then Christopher Lloyd? Yes, that sounds right. So maybe I just saw the uh, the yeah, eight is I mean, nine. You know, whatever. But no, no, I mean, I didn't have my glasses on. So 80, 90, what's the 10 year difference? Yeah. Okay, so are you ready to keep going with this? Yes, this looks joyless. Holy shit. A buddy film, this is another reviewer. Okay. A buddy film with absolutely zero chemistry between the two leads. My friend Angelo convinced me to try finishing the film. <laughs> Where hashtag where's Angelo? I really want to get Angelo in here. The cops are dumb, the criminals are dumb, and everyone else is dumb as well. The leading man is dumb, but not as dumb as the rest. Yep, yep. Boy, what a ringing endorsement. Here's another one, and this is the this is the review. You ready? Okay. There is a good joke with chainsaws here. Oh, good. Then we have, my score of three is pretty generous, as it implies there is something good about the film. And it took a while for me to figure out what that was. We wouldn't want to imply that. Dot, dot, dot. It doesn't have a sequel. (laughs) Good Lord. These are brutal. Yep. And then we get, by the way, if you are a masochist (laughs) and want to see the film, I found two copies on YouTube. One, and explicitly, has a beeping sound throughout the film. Okay. (laughs) And then finally, and this is where I landed, because I thought, after this next review, I'll jot it down. I'll jot something interesting down from it. You know, to read to Corey on the podcast, and then I'll go watch a clip. But guess what? No clips? I don't need to watch a clip. Uh Uh-oh. You ready? Yeah. Why Me isn't a monumental achievement in film history, but it's sure worth the rental. Hmm. It's like the Drew Carey show. What? (laughs) 
no thanks. It Hang provides up. a lot of jokes via insults. Great. So I was like, I already have my answer. I don't need to watch clips. Yeah, we're not going to recommend Why Me. It sounds That's a two like, thumbs down. Although I will say, looking at the Wikipedia page, the cinematographer is a guy named Peter Deming, who by that point had already shot Evil Dead 2, okay. which is a great movie. Okay. And he would go on to shoot Lost Highway. Holy shit. Mulholland Who Drive. Who would have ever known that this would be connected to two of David Lynch's canonical films? And the Twin Peaks revival in Holy full. Holy shit. Uh, so Peter Deming, a badass, um, but everybody's got to start somewhere. This is wild. Oh, he also shot Scream 2 and Scream 3. Nice. Yeah. Well, Good looking movies. I think we still aren't recommending this film. And Scream 4. We would recommend those. I, mean, I think we recommend other stuff that people who have worked on this film have done. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mulholland Drive. That's what you can Mulholland take away. Drive. Uh, yeah. Why Good movie. me? <laughs> and now, fast film terms. Well, we haven't done this in a while. Fast film terms. Fast film terms. Wow. It's been a minute. That was very yeah, fast. Yeah, I've got a couple of terms for you. Throw your way. They're pretty easy ones, but there are some a little bit to unpack, so we'll try to do them quickly. Okay. And they're both relate to financing. And sort well, of, po- uh, you know, distribution, if you will. I'm an expert in all things finance. I know. So what's a comp? A comp, as we know, is the shortened name for a Procompsognathus, which is a, one of those chicken-sized dinosaurs in uh, the Lost World Jurassic womp, Park womp, that menace the little girl and eat Peter Stormar. Okay. Comps in regards to the film world. Okay. Right? And I mean, obviously, anything financing, you've got all kinds of comps. But we're talking about com- um, comparable films. Okay. Comparable films. So it relates it's less to financing. Interesting than the dinosaur. You, I know. Um, but if, you know, if you're trying to get comps for Jurassic Park, where do you even go? So anyway, related, related to financing, uh, it's sort of you're going down the list of other movies that that are like the movie that you're proposing to I do, see. right? And that have made money. That's the main thing. You know, this is, as we've proven when we talked about the Barbie movie, this is a commercial capitalistic industry. And so they need to have made money. So and, for instance, if I went to a studio right now, breaking picket lines to say, hey, boy, do I have a pitch for you? It's a movie about a nuclear scientist. They'd be like, well, we have a comp that we can look at to see how – this yeah, might do. I think that, to that, that I think that that could work that way. But I think more than anything, a producer goes, "Hey, give us some money. I've got some <laughs> comps on this film." And really, you want what? What the suggestion is right is for the comps to be real comps, not to be. This isn't your lookbook. This isn't your pitch deck. You know, you're kind of going like, "No, here's a film that is really similar and comparable in the ways related to budget and cast and blah blah blah, and it made this much money." Yeah. All right. So, and then here's the other one. Okay. Ready? Pre-selling. Pre-selling expenses. Pre-selling expenses. That's kind of a given, right? You can kind of just guess what that is. So before production starts, you are selling, I don't know, distribution maybe, certain rights deals. That's a good guess. I mean, I think think the main idea here with pre-selling expenses is when you're budgeting for a film, Uh you want to budget all kinds of things. And one of the things you want to budget is the cost of getting a film sold, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's cost related to getting your film in front of distributors and international buyers. And they includes things like press kits and graphic design that relates to like a press kit, maybe a sizzle reel. And sizzle reels are, of course, reels that are similar to a trailer, but they sizzle, right? Unlike a sizzle chest, which was was a jerky boys thing. Am I right, folks? Jerky boys? I know it's coming. How did you know that was coming? I just knew it. You were were puffing up in a jerky boys kind of way. 
So anyway, the sizzle reel, you know, it's like the best parts of the film. It's the thing that's going to sell it. But what's interesting is sometimes a sizzle reel happens even before a film is shot. A sizzle, yeah. a sizzle reel can actually be like here, yeah. here are other other movies that are comparable, right? And we've kind of put them together to to show you the kind of movie we're wanting to make. So you got to kind of think about those graphic designs, the cost of trailers, the cost of sizzle reels, and this kind of thing. Sure. Corey's still very happy with I'm himself. Just, in I'm here, just by envisioning the way. like me rolling up with a sizzle reel that's just like I've mixed scenes from Oppenheimer with scenes of Lawrence of Arabia, and that's what my movie is going to be like, except there, terrible. Listen, because <laughs> there's like, you can just say anything. <laughs> there's definitely a, a a film student right now making that exact sizzle reel you know what the coolest thing about a sizzle reel is it's called a sizzle reel yep we're leaving it at that (laughs) sizzler fast film terms sizzler Well, bye, everybody thank you for listening to the side talks podcast we're your own personal cinematic uh oh, get ready. Uh-oh. Y'all knew it wasn't going to end where we left. Oh, no. Mexican martini no. and pecan pie martini. Okay, first of all, no. Second of all, I don't want to ask what makes oh, a martini but you know Mexican I'm gonna tell or you. pecan pie. But you know I'm going to tell you. So we're back at Hogan's Hangout in Clearwater, Florida. And if you haven't heard about Hogan's Hangout before, please go back a few, a couple of episodes and listen because I've got so many interesting things to tell you about it at the outro. But I'm back. I'm back today with two drinks from Hogan's Hangout. And I want you to decide which one you are. Are you ready? Yeah. The Mexican martini is tequila. Sure. Lime juice. Okay. I, should, I could have predicted this. Orange juice. Uh-uh. Olive brine. Stop. And olives. Who? Stop. Has ever ordered that? How is that still on a menu? I mean, that's not, that's like, that's not a radical departure from a margarita incorporating like a salty element. It is, though. It, it is. is though. In that it's Orange disgusting. juice and olive juice, that's not a good combination. Am I wrong? Am I, no, am I, you're not. That's wrong. disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. I don't think, um, I don't think anybody here would order that. I don't know if Sam would. Sam, would you order that? No. Okay. How that's still on a menu. I, there was a pizza place in Savannah, Georgia when I was in, in college that uh, my friend Ben worked at and my friend and roommate Ben. And I went there once and I ordered what was called the salad pizza. Because I thought if it's on the menu and I've seen it on the menu several times, it's got to be good. Well, he came out of the kitchen after I was done eating it, which didn't take long. And he was like, hey, you're the first person who's ever ordered that, dude. Uh, holy shit. Yeah. He was like, how was it? I was like, it's fucking terrible. It tastes like a pizza that you dumped a salad on. He's like, guess what it did. <laughs> So, um, and then the next time I went, it was off the menu. So I, this is my question. How the hell is a, is this martini on this menu? And like the menu I looked at wasn't from last year. Yeah, maybe you know nobody, I mean? literally nobody's ever ordered oh this. Well, here, here we go. The, the pecan or pecan, depending on where you're from, pie martini, bourbon, rum chata. No. Caramel. No. Whipped cream. Fuck. Cinnamon. And a pecan, crumbled pecan rim. That's not a drink. That's no, a, that's dessert. That's, yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, we'll put a fucking bowl of, of Did y'all not hear me say bourbon? Did I forget to mention bourbon? Yeah. No. Which one are you doing? Are you the Mexican martini or the pecan pie Well, martini? only one of those- Pecan rim. Seems edible. <laughs> honestly. Like, the other feels like a dishwashing yeah, yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I would prefer the pecan pie- but I'm not happy about either of these choices here. Listen, if there's anybody out there, we, we I know I mentioned this before, but I just want to mention it again. We would take a sponsorship and talk 100% about your 
restaurant, your establishment, your office, your law office, everything whatever, would be so whatever. good. We don't care. You could sell butt plugs. We don't give a shit. We will take that sponsorship. They're the finest and butt plugs. If you wanted to earmark that sponsorship to only cover the four of us going down to Clearwater, Florida to eat at Hogan's Hangout, we'll take that money and we'll talk you up for an entire year. I will take your butt plug money. <laughs> Yeah, you 100%. know what you can do with that. Anyway, um, okay. Is this leading to having to have a butt plug jar now? No. No. God, no. Thank no. God. No. Thank no. 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 Only no. the only the dick no. jar. This is this stops here. Um, all right. I guess I'm the Mexican martini. Congratulations. Shit. That's the worst drink I've ever I've heard. Ever heard. Thank you for listening to Side Talks podcast. Uh, thank you to our friends at Boutwell Studios for putting this darn thing together. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Sorry about all the gross martinis that Rachel brings. It's fine as long as you aren't drinking them. I know. I apologize. Well, I happen to have a Mexican martini. No, I don't. I can't even joke about that. That's toxic waste. Um, Why don't you visit SidewalkFest.com or follow us on social media at Sidewalk Oh, I have something else to add. Oh, well, I guess I'll just shut the fuck up. Go ahead. I just remembered something. Remember that Hulk Hogan reality show? How could I forget? Oh, yeah. Get out the dick jar. Uh-oh. Because okay. it, today it's the dick and balls jar. Because here's the thing. I remember an entire like an entire section of this one episode of that, which I did watch many, many years ago, where they were trying to talk Hulk Hogan into not wearing that fanny pack that he always wears. <laughs> and the reveal of why he wore it, do you see where I'm going with uh-huh. this? He was like, if I don't wear this fanny pack, you're going to be looking at my balls. <laughs> and so it's really and truly, it's it serves a purpose of carrying his stuff but it's also literally so he can wear that outfit he wants to wear but hide his balls that's the whole point of that anyway i just thought you might need to know that right now that's not even the grossest thing i've ever heard about hulk hogan is the thing i'd rather look at hulk hogan without the fanny pack on than drink a mexican martini that can be with me that can be arranged (laughs) you can there are there are means by which you can see more of Hulk Hogan than you have ever desired. No, no, that, that's no, what brought no. down Gawker, folks. <laughs> so we we can make that happen. No. Sidewalkfest.com. Uh, You're fired. As I was saying before this balls tangent, um, <laughs> you'll want to come to the film festival that we're throwing at the end of August and get your tickets and passes. Tick. Like, why not just change your outfit? Like, that should just be a message to you that, like, these are pants that a person probably shouldn't wear. Not, how do I cover it? Especially a man of his age, right? Like, gravity's a bitch. <laughs> Oh, it's off the rails. We All right. Yeah, we got to end this. Bye, everybody. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.